0: Back to Tom and Bach on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Welcome back to Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachhoven. Uh, Robin Washington joins us momentarily. Obviously, we're gonna talk a little uh, Ohio State football. I, and one of the first questions I want to ask him is: Is this a decision game? Is this is this? The way you make your decision. Hi, Robin. By the way, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Um, obviously, Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. It hasn't gone well since 2018 for Nebraska, and especially at home. Uh, how much of Nebraska versus Ohio State do you think Trev Alberts weighs into the big equation on the future of football? Uh,
1: I, you know, I can't pretend to know that, but I would assume that it would be a relatively small piece in the grand scheme of things. Um you know, if you're gonna look at games and their weight in terms of making that decision, I'm looking directly at the Big Ten West and the Illinois, the Purdue's, the Minnesotas, Northwesterns and upcoming here to close out against Wisconsin and Iowa because that is that's the next step for this program is being able to compete in their own division. Uh, once you do that, then you can start talking about competing with the best in the Big Ten. And right now, and for a long time, uh, Ohio State has been the standard. So Nebraska is not in a situation where, you know, right now they're, uh, they're ready to compete with Ohio State in my mind. But, uh, so you look at, I think, a lot closer at their, their more direct peers within the division. And right now, uh, with the losses, in the, in the division, especially some really bad ones that, that stick out like sore, sore thumbs on the schedule, uh, I think that is going to have a much bigger influence on a potential decision being made this offseason than, than a game like Ohio State.
2: I agree with you. That certainly should be the case, and, and certainly the Iowa-Wisconsin games loom large. I am interested in this game, though, because it does it has a chance to change some narratives, um, and of course the, the biggest one being the on the pro side for Scott Frost is that they're close to these top ten type of teams, if they're close again, does that does that help, or you know, in in the reverse of that, does a blowout kind of hurt that narrative a little bit? Even Ted Carter's mentioning that, in, on, on, you know, talking about the you know the upcoming decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to show progress in some form, and if you're not going to win the game, then you better be competitive and not get embarrassed. If uh, you lose and you do so to where fans are clearing out at halftime, and you're playing in front of a a uh, half empty stadium with the people that are still there booing your team again i mean that's that's as uh, damning as anything that could that could pro- possibly happen to Scott Frost so uh you know like i said if they're if they're not going to win this thing um which i don't expect them to then you at least have to continue to show fight and show that your team hasn't quit and you know ohio state's really good but you know, they're far from unbeatable. Just look at last week where a down Penn State team, you know, took them down to the wire. So uh, this is a situation where if you, the, the outcome is one thing, but I think the effort that Nebraska shows is almost just as important. And, you know, if it is a close loss, then, you know, add it to the list of you know, examples of some of the progress Nebraska has made. But um, I think the, the more – influential thing would be the flip side where if Nebraska does get blown out and they look like they've given up and it's an ugly atmosphere in Memorial Stadium, uh, you know, I think that's one of those things that could really have a, a, a big impact on um, just the perception of the program and the perception of Scott Frost.
0: Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Conversely though, if they did win this game, I mean, what would it mean? We, we get to these discussions and Bach and I sometimes ask questions to each other that sound ridiculous, but a win over Ohio State is almost better than you know, not you know, getting blown out and then losing or beating Wisconsin and Iowa, right? I mean, it does. It's almost worth two wins if you win this
1: game. Yeah, it, it's a. It'd be the biggest win, uh, just in terms of matchup and, and opponent prestige of the Scott Frost era, and it wouldn't be even close. But you win this game, and then you go get whipped. By two of your division rivals, I think it, it only does so much. It'd be one of those things where, hey, remember that week where Nebraska played well, but then the very next time out, after a bye week, they go get smoked in Madison and show that they still can't even compete in their own division. So that's why I kind of put so much more stock on what happens in the the Big Ten West games than I do a game like Ohio State. Even though you know, a win would would be great for morale and to have two weeks to, to ride that, you know, feeling good, maybe that could be a big stepping stone towards you know, starting to, to turn the tide with this deal, but again that that's only temporary. It's where if you go and you find a way to close the year, you know beating Iowa or even going to Madison and beating Wisconsin, I think that that carries a little bit more weight for me uh, again, because the bar is set for Nebraska competing against the West, and until they do that, uh it doesn't really matter what else happens. so you know i I do think there's value, obviously. In a win, pulling off that upset on the national stage, you know, on Fox, with everybody watching, ruining Ohio State season, like there'd be a lot of, of good that would come with that. But in the long term, uh, again, it, it's something that would only get you through a couple weeks before you'd have to go out and prove yourself all over again over those final two.
2: Now, Scott Frost did speak to the media this morning. I believe you were there. Did he? Did he have anything to say this Thursday morning after practice?
1: A couple newsworthy things uh nerd and willie uh, has been placed on scholarship uh after taking over as a starting left guard uh midway through the season uh scott said that he's been probably their best lineman up front uh since he took over as a starter and was more than deserving of a scholarship so i think that was the last open spot they had available to give and uh so uh nuri was able to get it so a cool story there um you know with just his football path it's really interesting and um, you know, one of one of the, the bright spots in a otherwise kind of disappointing season. Uh, Chase Contreras is going to continue to be the starting kicker. Frost confirmed that today. Not a really surprise, but confirmation nonetheless. Um, I talked about his leg a little bit. So he has a good leg, but, you know, he's not the type of guy they're going to line up from, you know, 60 or anything like that. So, you know, I, I think if they're within comfortable field goal range, they're going to trust him. But if it's kind of on those, uh, you know, the, the the outer skirts of, you know, his range they, they might influence Nebraska's decision making and in, in some of those fourth down situations in plus territory. So uh, other than that, you know, they're all saying the right things. Everybody's mood is apparently great. Uh, the leadership's been great. <laughs> uh, they practice really well. You know, but Frost, I, to his credit, he said that you know we're, we're doing all the things during the week necessary. Now we have to do it during the game. We got to play well and then play our best at the most crucial moments and so at least he's acknowledging that you know great practices only take you so much and it's now the next step for Nebraska is carrying that over and actually playing well uh, when it's the most important on Saturdays.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues and other personal needs so your plan works for you. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: Robin, if you just landed from Mars and looked at the stats, Nebraska's 16th in total offense, 26th in scoring defense, most of the teams with those kind of stats are in the top 20. Nebraska is not. What's the best way of explaining why they aren't?
1: I mean, it comes down to those one or two, three crucial plays. I mean, you go down the list, you can point to -to week-to-week where Nebraska lost, uh, where they played well enough for three quarters, three-and-a-half quarters, and yet found one way or another to lose the game. Um, Whether it's critical special teams breakdown, costly turnovers, uh, or, or whatever. It's pretty easy to go through each game and identify the turning point that, turned a win into a loss for Nebraska. And that's you know, I think when Scott talks about how close they are, I think that's that's what he means is you know, they've they're doing enough for the majority of every game to have a chance to win, but you know, when it comes to those defining moments, they're falling well short week in and week out. So, you know, I guess that that'd be the answer to that question. If you look at all the stats, clearly those show that They should be significantly better than they are. But then when you go and examine each game individually, like I said, it's not hard to find out where those games turned and how Nebraska lost them.
2: Well it's kinda of interesting. A lot of a lot of people, including myself, hold out hope that these, these you know, one possession games mm-hmm. keep going against Ohio State. I know they haven't turned out well for Nebraska, but still you want to see a close game. Well others think that Nebraska's a little outmatched there and it's easy to kind of get lost in the talent of Ohio State. Uh which side do do you fall on with the, the line going into this game? I think is is down a little bit to fourteen and a half up uh, where where it was at sixteen. So maybe there's uh, some belief in Vegas.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that just has to do with Nebraska's reputation of kind of playing up to their opponent, so to speak. I mean, they, they took Oklahoma down to the wire. It took Michigan State down to the wire. It took Michigan down to the wire. and So, you know, there's there's at least some, some evidence there that they can compete with the upper-tier teams in the Big Ten. And so, Ohio State's obviously there. It's on the road. Um, but personally, I I think two touchdowns is maybe a little bit generous at this point. And the reason I say that is because for one, obviously Ohio state's a, a tough matchup on paper with the amount of firepower they have on offense and the fact that, you know, their, their quarterback play and running game have really evolved since the start of the season. But uh, the real X factor for me is Ohio state is going to be motivated and they are going to be coming in uh, with the intention of making a statement and putting one on Nebraska to, uh, Know, maybe let the rest of the college football world take notice a little bit, uh, you know, because they are right now on the outside looking in of the college football playoff picture. You know, they, they dropped in the AP rankings uh, after that Penn State win, and so they've they've got something to prove here, and that might come at Nebraska's expense to where, you know, Ohio State is, you know, they're not going to be caught sleepwalking through this yeah. one, which I think in some of those games, you know, maybe, uh, you know, like in Oklahoma, for instance, but didn't take Nebraska seriously enough, and it almost cost them. I do not think that's going to be the issue with Ohio State. And like I said. Uh, they're going to be uh, coming out there trying to uh, put on a show and, yeah. and earn some style points.
0: Uh, I wish we had more time to talk about Husker basketball. Maybe a couple minutes here. Nebraska looked good in their win over Colorado. The same problems that we knew already existed. Rebounding are still there. But 82-67, they're obviously very good, a uh, very good shooting team, and free throws shouldn't be as big of a problem. What did you take overall from that Colorado exhibition win?
1: Yeah, I mean, for a... October 31st, uh, charity exhibition game, uh, that was about as good as Nebraska could have hoped. I mean, they played extremely well against a team that, uh, you know, was, I think, 35th in the AP rankings and 35th in Ken Palm. So, you know, widely regarded as one of the better teams in the country. And, you know, they, they, Nebraska took them into Pinnacle Bank Arena and whipped them. Uh, They did not trail the entire game. They led by as many as 27 and won by 15. So uh, it was about as dominating of a performance uh, as we've seen from a Nebraska team in a long time against that caliber of opponent. So uh, that's kind of the picture of what it could look like. When you're hitting shots like that and Verge is running the offense the way that he was, Nebraska is a very difficult matchup offensively. And so they have their shortcomings, the rebounding, the turnovers were obviously issues, but Nebraska still won in dominant fashion in spite of that because of how their offense was so you shoot like that verge plays like that nebraska's going to compete with more teams than not uh this season
0: i would agree uh western illinois they tip off the season on tuesday then it's sam houston and creighton in two weeks from now just a little over two weeks from now that'll be fun uh great stuff as always robin we'll talk to you again next week
1: a good guys do it
0: robin washington of huskeronline.com let's go to break come back with rico and the blog jog next You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.